Stephen Cluxton is on the pitch. He is togged out for Dublin. Are you sure he's not a mascot, Joe? I am 100% sure he's not a mascot. Stephen Cluxton is part of the Dublin panel today. I'm surprised as anyone, Joe. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Off the ball, daily. Afternoon, everybody. John Duggan here from Off the Ball. We're here with Permanent TSB, proud title sponsor of the Irish Olympic team and Irish Paralympic team to celebrate Irish athlete and Paralympian Jason Smith's career. Jason, congratulations on a brilliant run. Thank you. Great to talk to you. It's uh, good to be here. Let's just go through some of your achievements, Jason, uh, on the day you retired. Uh, six Paralympic gold medals over 15 years from Beijing to Tokyo, 21 goals, two world records unbeaten in 19 years in the 100 metres of Paralympic sport, the third fastest Irishman, a winner of two Athletics Ireland National Championships. Why now? Why not Paris, uh, Jason? Why are you calling it a day? Yeah, I think um, probably a number of different reasons and just balancing them up and, and looking at where I'm at. Um, obviously, as you alluded to there, it's been a long career. Yes. And um, I mean, I'm 36 this summer, so something I'm always continually aware of is, as an athlete, obviously your your careers aren't aren't that long. So, um, with that, I look and I think Paris is probably me potentially at the end if I get there. I'd say LA is too far away. Um, but when I look back, something I've I've been very aware of and proactive about is um, that piece around what does life look like beyond being an athlete and um, that's something I've been exploring and explored further over these last number of months and um, from there the opportunity to to get involved in in, in Parliament Mix Ireland um, was there and something to to consider as well so um, when I look at the timing of it an 18 year 19 year career at the top feels like in a sporting context that's not many people get right. How do you go out at the top? So there's something nice about that on time. And I just balanced everything up another another year, potentially another medals in the grand scheme of things. Is it going to be the difference between a successful career or not? Um, and probably not is the answer. So when I balanced a lot of those things up, I've got a family, young kids. It just felt right. It felt the time was right. Um, it wasn't any physical reason which is often probably what people think at this stage of your career up to a few weeks ago when I stopped training I was in better physical shape than I have been over the last few years so um, yeah just a combination of different things just between myself and my family felt like now's the right time to to make the move and and close one chapter and, and open the next. Are you most proud of the fact Jason that you were unbeaten as a Paralympian? I absolutely I think that um, I mean, there's been a lot of incredible parts of the journey, I'd say, but that when you, when I look at the whole package, the whole piece around it, how many people in sport get to the top and then stay at the top for 18 years and, and actually be able to be consistent through that, that time. So to have that consistency, to keep it at that level, the motivation, everything that comes around that, I think probably today and the last couple of weeks, you start to actually reflect on that and think that 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 was incredible. That was unbelievable. As, as an athlete, you're always thinking forward, like what's the next championship? 
the, the, the last one doesn't matter what's the next what's the next where it feels a little bit um, you actually just get to stop and look back and think wow you know it's drink it in yeah and and again there's there's the other piece of that is yes I'm the athlete but that never happens without a lot of people around in the background that make that happen you know there's a team of people um, that allow me to to be an athlete um, to that allow me to have the right support systems around that gives me the opportunity to to compete um, so I'm, I'm very grateful um, for all those people and obviously my family is one of those so you're going to be the head of strategy and development for Paralympics Ireland and we'll maybe talk about that further in the interview but um, when you think of all those fast times, all the travel, Jason, all the Paralympic goals, uh, is there a race that stands out as your favourite race? I would say as a race, definitely uh, Tokyo. Um, as a games and as an experience, it would be London. Um, and obviously people are aware of the London, kind of the start of the shift of Paris sport, the atmosphere, the home games, everybody was able to be there, so just incredible. But as a, a race, uh, definitely Tokyo and um, that really is all based on the circumstances and situations leading up to it and again I talked about it at the time is I just had a lot of injury issues um, at times months out I had doubts if I was even going to be able to be at the games I had doubts if I would be able to get to the level I needed to be um, preparation wasn't where it needed to be either. Uh, I, we got towards the games and we had two new um, athletes, an Algerian and, and Colombian, who were second and third. The Algerian who had actually run quicker than me. Um, so all this leading up to, to that one moment um, was really challenging. And then in that one moment, to get things right under the pressure, in those circumstances by one hundredth of a second and uh, in that moment in, in that final preparation for the final I had to find something I had to dig deeper than I've ever had to do throughout my entire career I had to find something that I hadn't found ever I had to to really step up and to as I said to do that under the, those circumstances and again going in as somebody who everybody's seen as, as a gold medal winner there was everything to lose and nothing to gain and um, as I said to step up in those moments was uh, it's hard to put into words was it um, just a feeling of euphoria afterwards a, a part of it too was a bit of disbelief <laughs> um, and because the race was, was so close and um, being visually impaired, I can't see see the screen. So I knew it was so close because you could sense it, but I, I I didn't know who had won the race. And um, it was one of the the staff had shouted down from the stand, but what was like you don't hear well you as well. Is there no so an, like, an answer or no as well? Like it says your name or anything? You know? I might have, but I didn't hear it. <laughs> and um, you know, it was one of those ones, actually I felt like, did I want to, did I not? And, um, it was definitely an uh, interesting piece around that, but it was, um, yeah, if I'm honest, I, I look back and those around me, like the team, physios, coach, 
we look back at that moment knowing the details of that year uh, and wonder how how um, we were able to manage the situation the way it was. That that race had it been two weeks earlier, I wouldn't have won. Um, that's how f- down to the wire it was. So it was just um, incredible. Very fulfilling. Uh, you touched upon it there. You're a visually impaired athlete from about eight years of age. You've had a condition called Stargardt's disease. It means you've got about 10% vision, Jason. Mm-hmm. What's life been like living with the condition? Yeah, no, um, I think the thing I always think is, for me, it's normal. And uh, some people always ask me, and I think of times I've been asked, you know, what can you see compared to what I can see? And yes. like, I don't know the answer to that because what I see is just the way all things always have been and, and you learn to adapt in that. But the reality is visually everything around is, is blurry. I don't see the detail of things and, and ultimately that impacts everything you do in life. Um, but I feel when I look at my career um, as an athlete and what I've tried to do is show that it's about overcoming the challenges that face or sit in front of you. You know, I may be vision impaired, but everybody else has their own issues and challenges and things they face. And, and that journey in life is about how do I overcome what is in front of me? How do I um, be better at it? And I think that's what I've tried to, to do on the track is to, to, yes, I may have a vision impairment, but that's not um, what should ever stop me from achieving the things that I want. I think that's important, isn't it, when we talk about the wording of Paralympics, that it's about elite athletes first who just happen to have a disability. Absolutely, and that, um, to be fair, was something that, that started from the shift of London, really, wasn't it? Um, they started that uh, shift in perception. And, um, you know, it, it's something that still needs to continue to shift. But like, again, a, a long career of, of being a power athlete, I've seen massive shifts from when I first started to where it is today. But I think I'm something that, um, yes, doing as an athlete, but continue to do, let's say, off the track is how to continue to shift that, that, that people um, see people for, for what they what they can achieve rather than sometimes what um, maybe you think holds people back. Absolutely. How did the condition then affect your training and preparing for big international tournaments, for example? I think, it, well, again, it, it, it impacts every single thing you do. Um, I know one of the things that I think earlier in my career, my coach used to always say was um, it, it, it even impacted the way he coached me as an athlete because of um, other athletes, you can use a lot of visual cues, where for me it was about learning to feel something, feel the movement, understand the movement. Um, but I think the nice thing with it all is there's there's never one right way to do it. So a, a 100 meter sprinter, there isn't one do A, B, C and you get D. There is many different ways to do something and I think um, that's the thing when I think of the, the impact of being visually impaired. It stops things, but that doesn't mean it doesn't it stops you from um, doing things the right way in a different manner. Yeah, you've run 10.22 on the track, obviously. Um, What do you think makes a good sprinter? Um, Probably quite a few different things. I think 
obviously you've got to have a talent like that's a, a very obvious one but I think if I was to to put it down um, to two or three different things I would say in my career I look at the people so who are the people around you because that creates the environment you're in and the environment you're in has a massive impact in the success you are likely to have um, so it's about finding the right people um, on that journey um, different experts in different fields but people that continue to help you reach your potential and that's something I spent a number of years out in the States I think of some of the people I had around me were all about how do I be better um, because there's days that you don't want to be on the track there's days you don't want to be on the gym and you also rely on those people to keep you um, moving on the right path so the people are massive and that environment and culture within it um, I think the other thing I find is probably a bit more of a personal thing is around your own mentality and um, that is an attitude and a, and a belief I'd say in yourself have you always had that? Um, I think it's it's no, I'd say it's developed actually. Um, the more I think about it, and I think even of the word belief, I think when I go back, let's say before I was an athlete in school, and again, this is one piece that falls around disabilities, is um, those moments you can very easily lack in confidence and lack in belief in yourself. But I think the sporting journey, and actually probably the people I've been on and the success I've had, have given me that belief and confidence which then ultimately has shifted my mindset and um, shifting your mindset looks for opportunities and I very quickly you can look at challenges you know you, f you face a challenge is it something that's going to hold you back or is it something that's going to um, help you progress and improve and that one situation depending on how you deal with it can be very negative or positive yes and um, that has a massive impact on where you're going to go and I think for me that belief, confidence, right mentality on, on any aspect of life really shifts your outlook and therefore you become open-minded about things. And does it also reduce and quell frustration, anger that you might feel? I think for me, yeah, it, it's, it's, it certainly has um, because again you look you look at moments looking for what's the opportunity, what is the lesson I can learn how can I use this situation to improve? I mean, that's, again, I'll go back to my visual impairment. It's very easy to look at, and there's the questions, what are all the things you can't do? Um, you can't drive, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but I actually nearly would say, I wouldn't change being visually impaired because um, it's probably turned into my greatest strength, which is just a completely different way of, of then looking at it. Look at all the opportunities, experiences I've had because I'm visually impaired. How's that shaped me because I'm visually impaired? I've had to develop to be a very confident in myself and a stronger person and, and shifted the way I look at things. So um, I think it's only in those moments, those more difficult moments, you really can progress and improve. And that's a piece around shifting the way you look at it. And, and it takes away, as you said, that anger and um, some of those more negative emotions. Do you feel then that you've been a leader in this regard 
in the Irish Paralympic team over all these Olympic Games? Do you talk to many people about these kind of issues? I'd say I've certainly been one of um, a few athletes, and I think when we look back, we've we've had um, a generation of say some a golden era nearly would say I think of uh, Michael McKillop who's had a lot of success um, who'd retired um, even Katie on the on the bike who's won a, a lot of medals recently so like there's 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 been um, an era of a lot of success and I think with that and with being one of those people you do drive the sport forward and where the sport has changed over these last 15 20 years has been quite significant um, but sport needs that sport needs people to be successful needs that platform that visibility to, to make some of those shifts and those ambassadors at Galantine for example as well in the pool yeah absolutely have attitudes changed then are people getting better in their attitudes towards Att attitudes certainly have changed and again looking back to look forward um, there is more awareness um, but I think they still need to change um, and they still need to, to improve. And um, again, my role within being an athlete has shifted from um, supporting Parliament Ireland and the whole para and disability sport movement from an off-track off perspective, but it is how do we continue to increase that visibility and continue to increase that change in that, as we know, in society there's huge pieces around diversity and inclusion is in general more of a um, topic that's quite hot at the moment. Yeah, I remember speaking to during the games Orla Barry and John Fulham when they were uh, when you were over there in Tokyo and we were talking about like 15% of the world's population lives with a disability that's like 1.2 billion people so um, you've got your new role now with uh, Paralympics Ireland head of strategy and development what will this role entail what are you hoping to achieve out of this role? Um, for me it's um, Stepping back, it's about the whole Paralympic movement um, in Ireland. It's about disability sport. Um, and uh, the, the great thing uh, for me in my role is um, it involves a number of different areas within the organisation which can be involved um, in sport. Let's say the, the visibility away from sport, the commercial pieces. Um, and how do we as an organization join those dots together that we create the right structures for para sport as it moves forward <coughs> but how do we increase the visibility of disability sport to align um, with those moves going forward so I think for me it's it's an it's it's an incredible time to come into the organization um, and there's incredible opportunities to, to move things forward and to, to be part of that um, is um, something I very much look forward to, to um, over the next weeks, months and years. Jason, what would you say to any young athlete out there with a disability who might not have the confidence at the moment but does have the dreams that you had when you were younger? I think the, the, the thing I would say, and it's tied to this area around belief and confidence when I look back that was the thing that I would say I struggled initially a wee bit about is around that belief and confidence and with that comes doubt um, 
but I'm a firm believer that we all have more potential than we believe and that is something my journey in sport has allowed me to believe um, that I have the potential to uh, achieve incredible things yes it requires hard work and making difficult decisions um, but for me if they believe in themselves and what they can achieve and are willing to to make the choices that match it then there is absolutely no reason why they can't have the success or more success than I've had. I didn't come from a situation or circumstance that's any more privileged than anybody else. Um, you know, I, I had a talent, I've had the right people around me um, and made the right choices. And you know, I, I sit here obviously at the end of a career with um, a few gold medals to show for it. We have them on the table here, uh, over 21 of them. So what's it like, Jason, rocking up at Beijing at 21 years of age? I believe you started as an athlete quite late in your teens, and then within five years you're at the Paralympic Games in China. What's going through your head? Are you nervous? Are you buzzed? What's, what was this feeling like the first time? Beijing was um, a completely different experience than I'd ever had. Um, we had Europeans and World Championships in 2005 and then 2006 but then we went to Beijing 2008 and into the bird's nest, whatever it was, 80,000 people. Um, noise, atmosphere, just nothing you'd experienced before. Um, but I think at that age you don't fully appreciate the situation. Um, it wasn't actually to London 2012 that I, I kind of went, when I went to those games I thought enjoy this, enjoy these moments. Um, in those first games at, in, in Beijing it's very easy to get caught up in the, the let's say a bit more of the stress and, and panic and you know it's just something that's so different, it's ultimately change isn't it? Um, but sometimes you can forget to enjoy the incredible moments and experiences um, that sometimes sit in front of you. So I think as a 21 year old, you you really just rock up and, and compete and, and not think of all the different dynamics around it. You think a bit more when you're older, do you? You think a bit more in Rio, you think a bit more in Tokyo. Absolutely, um, you think a lot more. I mean, your perspective has changed, your understanding of the sport has changed your understanding of what you need to do to execute your race has changed. In my situation, the pressures have changed. Um, so lots, lots change, and that's throughout any length of time in, in, in sport and probably a lot of things, is things constantly change, and the battle is how do you deal with the change? Um, and how do you deal with the highs and lows and, and understanding what's the change in your motivation because your motivation changes um, and what drives you changes and um, if you don't adapt to that change but be able to to be focused and clear on what you're trying to achieve then you can get caught out quite easily. Did you lean on faith much? I know you're of the Mormon faith. Yeah my faith would be a huge um, part of my life. Um, I think for me the perspective of life and what life is about is um, 
I'd say keeps me quite grounded. Um, I feel that I've been blessed with a talent, so it's not all about my doing. Um, that I think keeps me grounded or humbled in the successes I've had. Um, but I think it also keeps that perspective of what's what's important in life. And um, you know, it's 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 easy to get caught into the moments of sports and the highs and lows. But for me. Um, my family and understanding that is what's important um, and about I think of me being an athlete is about trying to be a better version of me and that's the way I live my life how do I be a better version of me to people I meet to or me and my sport and um, that kind of grounding perspective and faith in my life um, I think has has nicely and um, aligned with my sporting journey and I think that has allowed the consistency um, throughout that time because I kind of know where I'm centred if that makes sense. So you're 35 now, you're starting off in your teens, Are you obviously you're quite a disciplined person when it comes to was it the physical fitness, the nutrition, the things you needed to do to, to stay in the lane as it were? Yeah, yeah you, you've got to be um, and even back to my faith part too like that is Part of it is be, is being disciplined, but um, you you have to be disciplined in in your choices. Now, don't get me wrong. Through the start to the end of your career, your your level of discipline isn't always the same, um, and that's a journey you got to go on and, and learn and learn from those around you. But um, consistency requires being disciplined, and that's disciplined in all those choices you make. You say nutrition, but how you live your life, what's the choices you make, um, how you recover, how you sleep, like those are all decisions that you need to be disciplined in if you want to have that level of success. And I think it's, it's very easy to look and see there's somebody on the track, on the pitch, and see 10 seconds or whatever it is, 90 minutes, 80 minutes, and think that looks incredible. Um, and it is incredible, but the pieces that people miss are the discipline and everything, the sacrifice of the commitment that goes to get to those moments. And um, you know, I've seen lots of good athletes, but yet can lack discipline, and therefore that ultimately can take away from that top level of performance. What are the memorable moments then, the fun moments? What kind of stands out when you're kind of thinking about your career over all those Olympic Games and World Championships and that make you smile? Um, obviously all the, the Paralympic Games, but I think even away from that, it's just some of the, the um, good times being able to have along that journey. I think of Michael McKillop, me and him, room together for all our major championships we had many laughs we tried to enjoy the experiences we were in a similar boat um, in terms of um, the expectation to win um, i think of experience of being out in the states um, living and training out there and just the incredible opportunities i've had um, i think even in rio 
was there the year before was to get the opportunity to go into one of the the favelas and do a, a project around um they were doing a sustainability project and just seeing i mean it's maybe not something to smile about but just seeing how other people live their lives and sometimes that gives you a perspective of when we complain about having nothing we've no idea what nothing is and you know it's just it's little pieces like that that I just think and being different places, different foods, different cultures is just incredible and incredible learning um, for me on my journey. So there's just lots of uh, lots of little things that I look back fondly. Your hope is that your success obviously will help foster the talent of young athletes with a disability. What needs to be done now, and how will your experiences aid you in working with the next generation of champions? Yeah, absolutely, and I think. Um, Probably a, a number of different things, and um, the 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 one thing that that really stands out right now is around this piece around visibility. Um, how do we increase the visibility of um, para sport, actually, I'd say disability sport, um, and how we can create as an organisation momentum around that. Um, a look at the the whole campaign and movement around women in sport and where that was a number of years ago and where it has moved to today um, there's opportunities how can we um, as an organization move that forward but i think then um, from an on the track perspective is also how do we as an organization create the best structures around sports um, that allows those athletes to 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 develop and once you start bringing the visibility in the right structures, you you start to find more athletes and, and unfortunately it, it always takes time. Um, and a lot of these things circle together to ultimately um, lead to finding more athletes and, and hopefully uh, more medals in the future. Is the funding where it should be? For me, I think the funding needs to increase um, for, for para sport in general. Um, and I think like all the things I talk about, visibility and the right structures and, and having the right people to deliver on that requires resources and, and that's funding. So like and, and that is something as an organization that um, will be also trying to develop and improve and, and to me all these areas, both on the track and off the track, all all work together to get that finished article and that's probably one of the exciting things for me is now to to come on board to be involved on that uh, from a very different perspective and also as well i think that it's a, it's a journey of of awareness for a lot of people and mm -hmm. um, that it's not just all the paralympic games are only every four years and um, was that the same as the special olympics uh, or Barry Absolutely. speaking about that yeah. and, and also this kind of th this aren't you great uh, kind of thinking that it's also about increasing visibility for people with disabilities every day absolutely and i think Again, you want answers to that today and tomorrow, and we want things to change today and tomorrow. And I think sometimes it's always looking back helps you to make decisions, move looking forward. And um, things have changed, there is no doubt about that. And change takes time. So um, the ownership is on um, us as an organization to continue to fuel that change, for athletes on the track to have that platform to, to fuel that change. And um, I'd say Paralympics Ireland and the athletes are the biggest platform 
to to really voice that message and, and to, to continue to move that change forward. Um, so again, that's for me something that I think has been happening and will continue to happen and something I feel passionate about is continue to, to move things forward to the next level. Does it feel like a strange day? Does it feel... It, a it, it definitely does. Um, it's so a, we'll get back on the track. You know, <laughs> Um, well, you hear about like people talk about like retirement from sport and maybe the void, but I get the sense from you, Jason, that you've got you've got a clear um, focus in your mind about what you want to do, and you feel that you're at peace with it almost. I I, I certainly am at peace with it, if I'm honest. Uh, you know, and I I ask myself this question: Is how would I feel in in Paris if I got there and seen my race and knew I could have won it? And my answer was it wouldn't bother me, and that told me I was at peace with the decision. Um, because I've done everything I need to do. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing more to do. Um, so for me, I am at peace with it. I feel I'm quite grounded in where I'm at and um, what I can do. And, and it's, as I say, it's, 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 it's really for me about changing the role that I have um, within disability sport rather than me disappearing from it. There's lots of medals on the table here. Where do you keep the medals at home? I can't be telling a secret hiding place. <laughs> uh, nowhere exotic. It was actually, they have been up in the roof space in a box, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe now they get, need to get. Um, it's the first time, obviously, they've all been out together, so maybe, maybe just keep them out. I don't know. Um, so yeah, you, like to be honest, you don't spend much time looking back, and um, I definitely think. And you were asking how did it feel today? That today definitely feels a bit of that mixed emotion that you're leaving uh, a lot of that behind. It's it's you're not leaving it behind, but you're leaving those experiences behind. You're not having any more moments like that. That I will be the one there stand on the podium on the track um, but there's also parts of it that I won't miss um, what won't you miss the, the grind yeah I think and again I definitely find this as gets harder as you get older too and maybe it's this balance with family um, you've got a wife and a couple of daughters now. yeah yeah and um, the commitment and back to this discipline that it takes to be at that level is all consuming you know it is again it's an ongoing joke between my wife and kids and they're not even that old is if they're going to do something daddy's probably not going with them if they're going to the pool what on the Saturday uh, yeah, Evie and Lottie is my two kids and my wife is Elise and they're seven and four so um there's lots of things that I just I'm not doing with them because I'm either training or I am going to train or my legs and my body are tired and sore so just very simple things of um, being somewhat normal being that yeah absolutely um, but I think it's probably the thing that I've enjoyed over these these last number of weeks um, is to have a wee bit more of that aspect of life. Any shout outs you want to give? Uh, obviously you're not going to mention everybody that you know helped on your journey but there's some great coaches that you've worked with in your family. 
Yeah, I think obviously um, I've been very fortunate to have lots of people throughout a lot of my career that have supportive and, and had um, small impact to significant impact, but obviously my family, uh, my wife, my daughters and my parents is ultimately they're the ones that have taken a lot of the burdens. Um, Driving into training. Yeah, and my, my wife probably at times she'll say she's done a lot more with the kids and, and feels like she's a single parent sometimes um, that have taken a huge amount of that load. So without them, um, I wouldn't have uh, had the opportunities I've had. But the other people, and I think one person that comes to mind um, through a lot of my career is uh, uh, Coach Stephen Maguire, who coached me from basically the day I'd started um, and then later in my career shifted a bit more to a mentoring and situation or circumstances and for me he was a huge um, piece and influence on me um, and the environments I tried to get to to be around the best in the world which ultimately was what led me to to have the success I had because that's that's where I learned um, a lot around that so lots of people but um they'd be the the, the people that stand out most for um that have had the biggest impact well we're here with permanent tsb proud title sponsor of the irish olympic team and irish paralympic team to celebrate your achievements jason you've done amazingly you know i think you're an icon uh and i think that you know you should be so proud of what you've done and and, and the role model you've been for everybody in uh, in this country and on this island um you gonna get a holiday? Kids are at school, there's no such thing. <laughs> so now I'm uh, straight into work. I've had a few weeks off, um, but um, no, no rest for the wicked. Well, hopefully as well now in Paris, you'll be in a different role. You'll be out there. You'll be uh, you'll be cheering on. You'll be in the uh, team yeah, meetings. It'll be an interesting. Just uh, Paris is going to be an incredible game. Since I don't know if you've seen just some of the stuff around it and what they're thinking around opening ceremonies and like um, I think Paris I feel like it could be a wee bit like a London um, piece again because it's so close to home and so accessible for everyone um, but it, it will be interesting to, to see it from a, a very different perspective um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Jason Smith thank you for speaking to Off The Ball the best of luck with your new role and congratulations on everything you've achieved. Thank you very much. Off the ball, daily.